Welcome, everybody, to another episode of EM Over Easy. I am Andy Little, joined by my co-hosts, John and Drew. John and Drew, how are you? Excellent. Yeah, doing well. Top of the afternoon to you. So I wish we were doing this in person. If you've been listening to the show, the last couple of episodes that have come out, we're fortunate where we were all together. But again, this is another off, amazing remote recording where we're going to be talking about an idea that I know is close to John's heart because John has brought a similar conversation to the table before, but it's a little bit of a twist. I, I have to admit that I, I put on my inner John ca- thinking cap when I came up with this idea, um, and it gave me a ton of inspiration for us to talk about this today. And I wanted to talk about this idea of positive thinking and positive self-talk. Now, John, we did a positivity episode in 2018, which I know seems like forever ago, but this is going to be a little different. So when you think about the idea of positive self-talk, what runs through your brain? Well, positive self-talk also, when we talked about it was before 2020, which was uh, amazing and fortuitous, I guess. So when I think about, you know, positive talk, I think about the way that people word things and phrase things in order to drive themselves forward and really trying to encourage people to use positive thoughts. And what actually spring to my mind, we have we have a lot of awesome residents, but we have one awesome intern in particular that uh, a couple of shifts ago, we had a few critical patients kind of back to back. And I kept hearing her say, I'm going to try and get the tube. I'm going to try and get the line. I'm going to try and do this. And I kept saying, no, you're just going to do it. Like you, you're, you can do that. You got good skills. And it was funny kind of thinking back on it now, trying to use that positive talk to motivate uh, positive performance. So John, I love that you bring up the idea that this is really going from the try to do, because I think that's definitely a, a, a part of the positive self-talk. But when I was preparing for this episode that I was, that I wanted us to talk about, I came across basically a story of the idea that our brain is really cut into half and half. And, and I know that our brains are cut into half and I'm going to apologize for all the, the, the pure science people out there that might not like my analogy. Corpus callosum. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but really there are two sides to our brain and one side is the positive side and one side is the negative side. And they both are actively working to provide thoughts and bring back memories to our mind that, that kind of support this idea that I'm going to be positive today or I'm going to be negative. And when I, the story was, is that when you wake up in the morning and decide, you know, today's going to be a crappy day, you basically give the negative side of your brain all the ingredients it needs to bake that negative cake of the idea of, hey, here's all the, you think it's a bad day? Let's bring up memories of all your previous bad days. And then your entire mind is flooded with this idea that it's going to be bad. And every interaction you have has been tainted because you're in a bad mood. But if you wake up with the idea that today's going to be a good day, I'm going to conquer my, all my, all my challenges. I'm going to go, go into every meeting positive and I'm going to be happy. You give the positive side of your brain the same ingredients and it brings up all the positive memories. It fills you with the right uh, neurotransmitters to make you happy. And that kind of made me think about this idea of positive self-talk. And I love that you brought up that it's that maybe your intern was maybe in the middle where it was like, I'm going to try, but we need to move to, I'm going to do. And so when we think about um, maybe that basic concept of this positive and negative, I just see Drew sitting there shaking his head, wanting to say something. Oh no, I was, I just, uh, the, the intro exit song just came into mind. So I was writing it down so I don't forget it later. So (laughs) I, 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 I like the idea. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna push back. It's not parts of your brain, right? It's it's parts of your personality, parts of your disposition. You know, there, there's there's uh, scientific sociologic words that describe this better that escape me. So John is gonna gonna 
be the person who actually tells us what is going on in our brains. But, you know, I, I think back to, uh, to office space. Oh, somebody's got a case of the Mondays, right? I mean, it, it's true. You, the, the, the mindset you wake up and the frame of mind you put yourself in when you start your day is a big deal. And it's when you start your shift. It's when you start an interaction with somebody. It's when you start a podcast like we're on right now. Is this going to be good? Am I going to succeed? Am I giving myself a pep talk? Or am I setting myself up for excuses, for failures, for for all sorts of things? And I, I think it gets into a little bit of the idea, Andy, that you're going to introduce and I'm going to steal your thunder is if, Andy, if you told me you were about to do something that you were, you were nervous about, I would give you a pep talk mm-hmm. because you're amazing, right? And you deserve to walk into this situation feeling like you are going to succeed and I am going to do my part into helping you do that. But why can't we do that for ourselves? Mm-hmm. John, when we talk about these self-pep talks, I, I know this is something that you like to talk about because I've heard your talk on this. So when you yes. think about the importance of positive self-talks and these personal pep talks, walk us through that. Yeah, a lot of it has to do, and there there's a lot of psychology to back this up, but uh, and agreeing with Drew, there, there's a lot more to, there's even more than just the brain and the personality. It's the environment. It's the, it, there's a lot, but the basic premise behind it is when you, you set yourself up for maximum success, because really there's an argument to be made that the only thing that exists in the world is what is inside your head, what you're thinking, what you're feeling, what you're doing at any given moment, Right. In kind of a philosophical sense, that's really the entire world to you. And you've all had the experience where you were physically in one place, but you were, you were mentally somewhere else. The daydream, the, you know, on the beach, not thinking about things. And for the first time in a long time, you know, work fades away and all the problems fade away and, and that kind of, that kind of state. Well, the, the positive talk is kind of a daily way to get you there. And it, it's, what you were talking about, Andy, was uh, part of the concept is you wake up with a certain bucket, right? When I woke up today, the first thing I thought of was this is going to be a bad day or this is going to be a good day. That's your that's your, that's your your thoughts. Then there's actions, which we talk about things like, you know, the first thing you should do is make your bed because then you've accomplished something, right? So there's the action. But in between that, there's this world of space of this story that you that you tell yourself. And there's lots of um, benefit to having it be a positive story. In addition to all the chemical balances and dopamine receptors that get fired up, there there are reasons that, um, like our colleagues in the sports psychology arena, or sports psychology arena, uh, spend a lot of time helping athletes learn how to talk to themselves, how to talk their way through things. And Andy, I'm sure it's a technique that you have used because I've seen you use it with your children, right? Teaching them the power of telling themselves a different story inside their head, right? When you're young and you're not kind of doing it to yourself and you have to think your way through it, that concept of, hey, why don't you tell yourself a different story? Why don't you tell yourself that this is going to be something cool, something fun, something different, rather than this is going to be something to be scared of? Yeah, I love that you bring that up because John had a front row seat of me trying to parent my four-year-old to get on a ride he did not want to get on at Disney. And I used the term that, Joey, is this real or is it fake? Because he was scared of some of the animatronics. And he goes, it's real. And I was like, actually, Joey, it's fake and you're going to be okay. And I've used that 
I've used that before and other rides that he's been on and things he's been scared of. But this idea that we can talk ourselves into doing almost anything. And so why don't we use that towards a positive and convince ourselves that we are, we are worth it. We are important. We are good. We are empowered rather than, rather than requiring some external validation to get the same message across. I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And gosh, darn it. People like me. That's pretty good. It's exactly, it's creating your narrative, right? What narrative are you going to create today? And we talk about this all the time. Uh, we, we talk about this all the time with parts of our personal life. We talk about this all the time in medicine too. What is the narrative that we're telling about how this case went, how this patient interaction went, what is going on with the patient, how you performed on a resuscitation, right? It's all about creating the narrative and, and changing the focus so that it's a positive narrative as opposed to being a negative narrative. And the word that John Casey says all the time, having grace, mm-hmm. giving yourself grace, having grace for others and understanding that this isn't perfection, right? It's, it's a practice, whether it's getting up in the morning, whether it's showing up to work and all the things in between, it's a practice. Yeah. And Drew, you bring up uh, such a good point because when we talk about giving grace and giving grace to yourself, this is something positivity is something I really try actively to bring into moments all the time. And when I see or hear myself with negative thoughts, I really try and call myself out on it. And Drew was a witness to this just a few days ago on a shift when he came over and we did a little, you know, we, we did a mental health huddle as we like to call it. We just chatted and caught up on things. And I had told myself a story before the shift coming in about how the shift was going to be based on a myriad of factors about who was going to be there and what type of patients we were going to get and how this was going to happen and how that was going to happen. And it was really funny because I created that narrative and it wasn't like that at all. It was actually, you know, I didn't create the narrative. This was going to be an amazing shift, which is usually what I try and do. It was one of those days where my my energy bucket was low from the beginning. And I wrote this story about how it was going to be a great shift. And when it started to define my expectations, I actually used that to call myself out a little bit to remind myself of that. Because the next time I do that, hopefully I'm going to be a little bit better about. But remember that time? that it wasn't exactly like the story you told yourself and it was more positive. I think I missed out on a couple of happy hours of the day because I was kind of fretting about what could have been. And I could have told a completely different story. Well, I completely understand because if I was working opposite me in the emergency department, I would have created a negative narrative also for how the day is going to go. So understandable, but I'm glad I exceeded your expectations and uh, turned it around a little bit for you. But you know, let's hone in on that a little bit because I think there's something to be said. I mean, we, we are an emergency medicine and a medicine podcast after all. How do we specifically get ourselves prepared to be positive walking into a shift or in the situation where you've become negative or you walked in negative? What are some of the mechanisms that we can do to turn it around? Yeah, I think to start is we've, we've taught, we, again, we've danced around this on multiple different shows, but you've got to come up with a positive pregame. I have to admit that I have gone from, I used to take phone calls on my way to work and I don't take phone calls on the way to work anymore. I, I don't allow an outside interaction that I can't control be something that heads into my shift. And not that, oh, by the way, that I get an art that all my phone calls before I went to work were bad, but sometimes they weren't like amazing and sometimes they are bad. And so I've moved it to where I, I just don't answer the phone, you know, that 20 minutes on my way to work. I have a very set place. I have a, I have a playlist that I play. It's 
you know, it's, it's on my phone as Andy's pump up music. And it's all music that like gets me ready to go to work. It gets me in a good place. It gets me in a positive, energetic spot. Kind of like I would when I was an athlete before races or before wrestling matches, you would get yourself in the zone. And so I spend a good amount of time getting myself in the zone, knowing that my patients and, and my team can't afford for me to come in flat or in a negative light when I show up to work. Yeah, I, I love that. And it's a topic for another podcast, but the idea of being in the flow state and what does it take to get you in that flow state where you're properly engaged walking into your shift? You're not burnt out. You're not under engaged. You're not on the, the opposite ends of the spectrum, but you're ready to go and you're focused. And it really is, you know, Andy, you were a, you're more of a football guy. You're more of like the pump up, hoorah, rah, right before a, uh, an event. I, being the endurance athlete, was like, I just need to get myself into a Zen state, right? I need to actually bring the heart rate down a little bit and calm myself down. I do this not only walking into a shift where I try to put myself in the, the proper frame of mind. And sometimes it is music. It's a song that, that just puts me into that state where I, it helps me focus. But I do this also on individual encounters and events that occur during the course of a shift about ready to do a procedure about to have what I think is going to be a rough patient encounter, you know, a, a, a coding patients about to come into the ED. And you do that little bit of visualization, you give yourself a little bit, bit of a pep talk, so you can put yourself in that proper state of mind. And, and it goes back to what john talked about at the beginning of this episode, which is not, I'm gonna try, I think I can, do, I am going to do this. I visualize success prior to the event. Yeah. And if those are your sports, I'm going to go with mine would have to be curling because I like to throw (laughs) heavy stones and scrub the heck out of things to get a little bit more work out of them. So that works really good for me. And I totally agree with you on that. And the, the point I'd like to kind of change a little bit on what you're saying, because some, some of our listeners may be thinking, Man, it sounds like you have to make everything positive and not everything is positive. And that's, that's really not it at all. But what you can do is change the, the narrative. You can change the story from being completely negative. So what I mean by that is, you know, let's say you have a consultant and maybe every time they call you back, they give you pushback, right? And so it becomes very easy to write the narrative and tell yourself a story. You come in, you look and see who's on the board, you see their name is on there. And you haven't even seen a patient yet that required that consultant, but you've already started telling yourself a story of, oh my gosh, if I need a fill in the blank, you know, dermatologist today, the stat dermatology consult, this, this person's going to give me a hard time or they're going to say no, or they're not going to be really helpful. Right. And so you're writing a story, A, that's not even necessary at that point. But B, they could be told a lot of different ways, right? Because in one sense, yeah, maybe they're a challenge every time you call them. But then the question is, why are they a challenge? And you can change the narrative to simply be, so I know when I call this person, this is what usually happens. But today I'm going to throw them off by leading with something very nice, or I'm going to ask them a question, or I'm going to do something different to see if I can get a different response. So you turn it more into an activity, right? Something that you can change really than, than just a typical story. No, I love the idea that, cause I don't want there to be this thought that it's either positive or negative. I mean, things are going to be said bad. There are two parts of the brain. There's yeah. the positive and the negative. Now you're telling me there's gray. <laughs> well, I want to, I want to say this idea that when John was talking there, I, and again, I, I apologize. I am a dad. I watch too much Disney, but 
the the Dory narrative of just keep swimming. She says that when things are bad, but the way she says it is she turns it into a positive. Because if you listen to the inflection, and and Drew, I know you're not going to add this into the into the show, or maybe you will. I don't know. Hey, Mister Grumpy Gills. When life gets you down, you know what you got to do? I don't want to know what you got to do. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. 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 What do we do? We swim. Swim. Dory, no singing. <laughs> but if you listen to how she says, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, it's not said monotone. It's not said negatively. It's said in an upbeat, things are going to get better kind of idea that even when things were going bad for her, and like, like, like they are for us, it's... Sometimes you just have to recognize that this isn't awesome, but I need to put a smile on my face to make it better and just keep swimming. Yeah, and we all know what a difference it makes. And and hopefully everybody, when I say we all, I mean everybody listening here knows what a difference it makes when you when you give random praise to someone, right? Like you've got a new nurse orienting and they come up and ask you a question and you point out that it was not only a great question, but you really appreciate them taking the time to ask that and clarify it before doing something that would have made the situation worse. And and that doesn't really sound like praise unless you're the person that did it. And then it feels like praise. And we forget sometimes that you have to praise yourself. You have to give yourself your own talks sometime. And <laughs> on a particularly annoying shift a few uh, weeks ago, the positive spin that I was able to put on it was I said, well, at least now my pod is totally full. At least for the next 15 or 20 minutes, I'm not going to get extra people on this pod. And that gives me a chance to get caught up on things. Yeah. Right. And so we all know that's not a great thing, right? It means you, you've turned your, your pod into a parking lot and it's backed up and things are moving slow, right? But that's not the narrative I cared to say. The, the narrative I cared to say was like, let's, let's give yourself a little bit of credit. At least everyone has been seen. No one is accelerating toward death any faster than when they got here. It really does. And it, it changed again my perspective on what's going on. And when I said it out loud, the residents and the nurses that were around that heard it and one of the pharmacists, they all just busted out laughing because they felt it too, right? They were like, well, that's a good way of looking at it. Let's let's all do it, right? It it had positive effects for other people. So it had a positive effect for me. It has positive effects for other people. I think that speaks to the idea that we, you know, each of us, everybody looks for the little victories, but we don't give ourselves credit for those. And I love that you bring that up, John, that like just the idea, acknowledging what you did right knowing that you are going to make mistakes, you're going to make mistakes in your personal life, in your professional life, in whatever other aspects of your life you can think of, but giving yourself the credit for the little things that you do go a long way. Because again, you you have to look for little victories because little with little victories add up to bigger victories and it gets it adds onto itself. So when we think about if we were to wrap this up and tell our listeners, what are the a few things or your tips for being more positive in the way you talk to yourself, what would they be? I think for me, Andy, and, and what I try to instill upon residents and other providers and staff around me when I'm in the emergency department, and, and even with my kids and family at home, is when you have a choice, when you're creating that narrative, look for the good, look for the positive, don't default to the negative. It's it's easy. I think the easy way out is to find the negative, default to the this isn't going to be good. It's There's something about... Maybe it's my innate nature of wanting to be the disappointment panda and you two don't feel this way. I don't know. But I, you know, it, it seems easy to just say, eh, not so great today. 
But when I see John in the hallway working on a shift and he goes, Drew, how's it going? If I'm like, ah, you know, I'm taking the wind out of my sails and his sails. But you know what John always tells me? He goes, I'm, I'm truly fantastic today. I know he's not always truly fantastic, right? I mean, he is. But at that exact moment, he's creative, the narrative that he is. And it makes me feel better too. The guy I'm working opposite of is doing great. So you know what? I better be doing great too. And creating that same thing, right? For myself, for those around me. Just be positive. I like it. Well, that was very kind, Drew. (laughs) I definitely do try to do that because I don't like to speak a, a bad thing. It's okay, you know. To, to say that you're not doing great when you're not doing great, but also don't talk yourself into not doing great. The trick I would, or the, the thing I'd like to leave with people, as you had asked, Andy, is that it kind of goes back to an old literary reference, but bad books are easy to write. Good books are hard to write, but the only thing people really need in their lives are good books. And so it's easy to crank out a lot of volume of bad stories in your head, but you really don't need those, Right. Not to be too pragmatic, but the world is bad enough. Like, you know, our job is sometimes to help people transition into whatever they believe the great beyond is. And that's both an honor and a big Debbie Downer, right? And so there's enough bad stuff in the world. You don't have to write those kind of stories. The stories you need in your head are the good ones. They can be realistic and they're not always perfect and and smiling and full of sunshine and rainbows. But the extra work you put into writing that good story in your head is so worth it as compared to those people that have just lots of bad stories running around in there. Take the time to write yourself a good story. I I love both your thoughts. And the only one I would add is is that there is a time and a place to be self-reflective and allow you to have a negative conversation with yourself. It is significantly less time than, than all of us do. It's, it should not, this should not be the majority of your day. It should not be the majority of your week. Um, because there's a time to be reflective and there's a time to say, oh, didn't do too great there. But that should not be the way that you wake up in the morning. It should not be the way you, w- you are when you go to work, the way you interact with other people. That as John and Drew both have kind of pointed to is you control the narrative of whether you're going to go with a positive outlook or a negative outlook. It, it is a choice. And I know that maybe is making it too much of a basic decision or a basic way to, to, to live your life. But being positive is something that's maybe hard to start doing if you're not used to it but gets more comfortable over time like anything else and can dramatically change the way that you interact with other people, how satisfied you are in your job and how, and kind of where you go with your career. Well, there it is. Thanks Andy for a little insight into positivity, how we can change our narrative and hopefully change the narrative of those around us just a little bit to make our day-to-day life, whether it is inside or outside of the hospital, inside or outside of work, inside or outside of life in general, just a little bit better. Don't forget that we are the official podcast of the ACOEP. And if you're on the fence, Fort Lauderdale in just a couple weeks, John, Tanner, Andy, and I are going to be there hosting EM over easy sessions, as well as a couple of us doing some individual sessions, a great chance to hear more of our content and to get some great continuing education in emergency medicine. So be sure to check out ACOEP.org. As always, be safe out there and can't wait to talk to you next time. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Had a bad day, you take them one down.